So, hi, my name is Jay from University of Waterloo Faculty of Arts, and this is Carrie, University of Waterloo Arts alumni. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, I went to UW uh, from 96 to 2001. I'm an arts alumni grad. I took uh, English rhetoric and professional writing with the applied studies co-op option. So I feel like I got the best of both worlds. I got to take enough lit classes to make me happy, enough practical writing classes that I was able to get co-op placements. And thanks to the co-op placements, I actually had a job right out of school, which, uh, you know, people come to expect sometimes with a lot of UW graduates from maybe engineering or math, but it definitely happens in arts as well. Mm -hmm. um, could you tell us a little bit about your position? Your current I'm currently the manager of corporate communications for the city of Waterloo. I've been there for almost one year. Prior to that, I spent 18 years working for the region of Waterloo. The majority of that, I was a communications supervisor for the waste management division. I also spent some time in the water efficiency division. And before that, right out of school, I spent some time in the private sector working in public relations. Mm -hmm. Is the environment something that you're very passionate about since working in the waste division and water management? It's a personal interest of mine for sure. Um, it was really interesting when I got hired into the position and throughout my career, I was one of the few people often in meetings that didn't have that engineering ring on my pinky finger and people would often say, you know, what's your background? How did you end up here? But communication, which is what I went to UW for, is sort of that universal job skill. And that's how I ended up there. I, I still chuckle. Uh, my director at the time who hired me into waste management uh, let me know, we have lots of engineers and skilled technical people who can run the landfill and do what we do. We need someone who can bridge that gap between the public and council and help us write reports and do presentations so that we can get the buy-in from the public to participate in our programs and from council to get the money to pay for the programs. Right. So what would you say the most important skills are in your position and like how you bridge those gaps with communication? I think the most important skill that I've developed and that I've used throughout my career is the ability to try and explain things in everyday terms for people. So whether I did a couple of co-op terms as a technical writer and really enjoyed bridging that gap between you know, software developers and user end of things. When I was in public relations, uh, working for a software company, trying to explain the software and what it did in terms of real world application, working for the region, trying to explain, you know, the, the big overall picture of what they're doing and why, and trying to relate it to what people do in their own homes and mm -hmm. the reasons that decisions are made. And now working for the city, getting the opportunity to tell some of the city of Waterloo stories and again, bridge the gap for people between, you know, what's in a strategic plan or a master plan and how that applies in your own backyard and your own neighborhood. Um, why did you choose University of Waterloo? and specifically English? Well, quite honestly, when I was in high school, we still had, um, we had to do to grade 12 and then we had OACs. And I really wasn't sure until the end, you had to have at least six OAC credits, Ontario academic credits, as part of your application to university. And part of that not wanting to close any doors, I, you know, had several English OACs. I had a French, I had a philosophy from my high school at the time, and then I also had several, you know, math and science, and I had 
fairly decent marks. And when it came right down to it, I knew I wasn't going to be very self-motivated if I continued with maths or sciences. Mm -hmm. But if I could continue along, you know, the English and the art side of things, that would be, I enjoyed that enough that I would be able to make that switch to university where you really do have to be a little more self-directed, self-motivated. So that's why I selected English and an arts degree over anything else, because mm -hmm. that's sort of where my passion was. And I knew that I could develop some marketable skills. And then why I chose UW directly was the option of having that professional writing component as part of my degree. So again, mm -hmm. knowing I could get those practical marketable skills that would translate to job placement somewhere and the opportunity to do the co-op program and get that job experience. So hopefully coming out of school, then I'd be ready to join the workforce. Could you help someone who is trying to get their first co-op experience or their first job placement? What is the most important thing that they can do to catch the attention of their future employer? Mm -hmm. I had the privilege of having over 200 co-op students work for me during my time with the region. In Waste, we regularly hired many co-op students and they've all been fantastic. One of the things that I always looked for was a personalized cover letter. I think anything that takes the time to show your passion and enthusiasm and interest for the job is an important piece, particularly in the co-op process when employers know that you're competing with everyone else. So yeah. we want to know why you want to come and work with us. And I think the most important piece of advice for that letter is to try and sell yourself to me in this position. What am I going to get out of having you in the position? Mm -hmm. A lot of the time students explain to me why they're interested in the job from their perspective. Um, it it uh, doesn't help you stand out from the crowd to let me know that you're interested in a job because it's in Waterloo and then you don't have to move. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's sort of behind the scenes piece. But if you can let me know that you're interested in a job with the city because you want to learn more about our local government or you're interested in a job, you know, with waste in the region because you have a passion for the environment and can't wait to see some practical application for the theoretical work that you've done. Something again, it's, it's about connecting those dots and explaining to me why it's a win win for me to have you on my team. So how did you personally stand out to your employers? I think with co-op, um, a lot of students probably find that it, it comes down to that first position. Uh, don't underestimate the importance of trying to make that connection in an interview, you know, showing <laughs> your personal side a little bit about yourself personally. Um, knowing a little bit about the corporate values and, you know, what's the passion of the company so that you can relate to that yourself helps you get that personal connection for sure. Um, the co-op process is sort of a rolling process. It's true that, you know, experience helps. Yeah. So if you, but everyone in the process, you might not have direct experience. So one of the great pieces for me from co-op was I thought technical writing was where it was going to be at for me. And I did several tech writing co-op placements. And while I enjoyed it, I was pretty sure this wasn't where my career was going. So then for future co-op placements, while I had work experience, I was applying more to marketing skills and public relations skills. So I didn't have direct experience. Mm -hmm. So while you might not have that job title experience, yeah. you need to make sure that you explain either in your key 
skill sets or the descriptions of the work that you did and in your cover letter why the job skills that you developed in that position will translate to the next position. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't always have to be that you start off in a position and there's a logical progression. I right. think my career path is definitely not followed what people would think of as a logical progression, but it's all about the skill set that you develop and how you can apply that moving forward. Um, jumping back to your career path and your projects, can you explain of some of the past projects you've done so far? The biggest project uh, in recent history that I was involved with was at the region of Waterloo, and that was in 2017 when we made the waste changes to go to every second week collection of garbage. So mm -hmm. that was a fantastic project. The team that I was on was working on that project for many, many years, going back to the master plan process when we started talking about, you know, how could we divert extra waste from landfill, going back to, you know, um, public engagement, doing surveys, doing public meetings, getting people's thoughts and opinions. It was many, many years in the making. And then to actually be part of the team that on the day one rollout got to see the success of the program and the success that it's had throughout the launch of the Green Bin Organics Diversion Program in the region, I was also heavily involved with right from the start. And so to see that program grow and just to see those bins out in front of people's houses, it really makes me feel good to see that and know that I was part of the team that made that happen. Mm -hmm. I definitely see that. We definitely need more environmental changes in Canada. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so passionate about like the environmental team. I'm so glad that you've been a part of it too. <laughs> And it just goes to show, right, whatever your passion is, arts gives you the skill set to be able to, to go into that. I didn't need to have an environmental studies background. I didn't need to have an engineering background. I've learned a lot in the environmental field and even some of the engineering field. There's a lot of information there. But what I had was the skill set to be able to talk to people about our programs, why we were making the choices that we did, what some of their concerns were, and how we could address those going forward so that the programs could work for them. What memories of being an art student and valuable egg learning experience can you share with future or current students? Well, my number one memory, and I still do this because I occasionally walk my dog through campus, is rubbing Porcelino's nose for good luck. <laughs> yes. I used to do that before all the exams. Um, one of the things that I like to tell co-op students about was the experience we used to have to go through back in the late 90s when we were applying to co-op jobs. There used to be rows and rows of bulletin boards in Iron Needles Hall and you used to have to go and stand several people deep and try and read all of the postings which were printed on paper and posted on these bulletin boards and then they had okay. numbers and then if you were like me and wanted to write a specialized cover letter, then you had to go back home, type up your letter specific to the job, and then come back to campus because also in Iron Needles there were banks of mailboxes and each mailbox had a number and then you had to staple your resume to your cover letter and put it into the mail slot for the job that you were applying to. And they were just starting to roll out an online process in my last couple of years. And uh, it's such a great system that they have now. And also the new uh, building that they hold interviews in is, is that facility wasn't there when I was a student. We used to, you know, sit on the hill that used to be there. And now there's the yeah. great patio with all the chairs. It's amazing to see how the campus keeps growing and developing. And I love the fact that I'm local and I still get to go back and, and visit the campus and have those memories.
Mm-hmm. Hearing about your experience, I definitely don't think the co-op students should be complaining <laughs> about the process anymore. They're always like, oh, so many cover letters I need to write, but at least they didn't have to physically like slot in every single application yeah. and wait in line. <laughs> and there was a special slip you had to fill out if you accidentally put it in the wrong mailbox. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that you could be like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to apply to this job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it has changed for me personally. It's funny you know what, I'm sure all of the, you know, little complaints and, and little things that drive people crazy, it's the more yeah. things change, the more they stay the same, right? I know. <laughs> uh, we're so lucky now, we don't even realize it. <laughs> but what is your favorite memory at University of Waterloo? I made some great friendships at the University of Waterloo. I, when I first started in my first year, I chose to do the arts orientation program during that first week instead of, uh, I was also in residence, I lived in Ron Eid Village, and I, you know, in my head I was like, well, I'm going to live with these people, I'm definitely going to meet them, so I might as well do my arts orientation and get to know some people who will hopefully be in my classes. And that was a fantastic experience. I spent the next couple of following fall semesters when my co-op program allowed for it, being an orientation leader myself. Some of those people that I met as uh, an orientation leader and through that group, I'm still friends with today, like 20 years later. We're still in touch and, and still get together. And, you know, now our kids have to listen to our stories kind of thing. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, it was a great opportunity to meet some people and, you know, those friendships that I developed, I still have to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, other than orientation, how would you suggest students to find a, kind of find connections with other people with the same interest? Mm-hmm. I think, you know, starting with classes, that's a great opportunity. Um, there's a few more options now than we had. I mean, we used to just go hang out in the lounges, you know, at uh, the Student Life Center or, you know, in the Arts Quad there, and you'd sort of get to see the same people before and after class. And now, you know, there's opportunities where, you know, there's different, you know, Discord channels for classes and other opportunities to chat and connect. And so what might start off is just sort of an opportunity to share notes or study together, you know, then becomes you make those contacts and and even when you get into the co-op process, right, people are talking and you know some of the upper year students who have more experience, you're like, okay, which jobs are you matching? So I can like maybe think about some other ones and try and talk about that and 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 talk to those older students. The the nice thing with the the co-op processes, you're often in classes with students who are, you know, a few years ahead of you or a few years Mm -hmm. behind you. And that's a great opportunity to reach out and see, you know, what have you learned in the process? What's helped you as you go along? And then maybe you have the opportunity to pass that along to someone as well. What are your future plans and have they changed from when you were a first year student? So my future plans, well, I've just started my new career with the city of Waterloo. So I'm very excited to see where that's going to go. I'm very committed to working in the public sector. I really enjoyed my time with the region of Waterloo. I'm excited to help the city of Waterloo tell some of their stories. I think uh, working for municipal government is really interesting for me because I think that's where the average person touches government the most is in their own backyard. You know, the province is a little more arm's length. The federal Mm -hmm. government seems so far away at times, but our local mayor and our local politicians and counselors 
uh, whether at the regional level or the city level, are really approachable. They're out there in our neighborhoods. So, so being part of that process is exciting. How it changed from school. When I started at UW, I didn't really know where I wanted to go career-wise. I knew that I loved English, which is why I wanted to do an English major. And I knew I was also going to need some practical skills in order yeah. to get a job eventually. So um, that was why I chose the Rhetoric and Professional Writing Program, which I think has a slightly different name now. But the idea being um, that you did some business writing courses, some media mm -hmm. writing courses, some more uh, practical job-oriented courses. And I still got to take tons of lit courses, which was great. Mm -hmm. And um, Randy Harris, I still remember, was a professor that I had several classes with for the rhetoric classes. And, you know, he always defined rhetoric as the art of suasion. So it's either persuasion or dissuasion. And uh, that always just spoke to me as something that I was like, that's kind of neat, trying to sort of sway people one way or the other you know mm -hmm. just to, just to have them understand why where you're coming from sorts of things so mm -hmm. i didn't know what i wanted to do i started going through the co-op process i thought technical writing was going to be it and then i had a few semesters of that as a co-op student and decided and i think for for myself at the time that was during the late 90s tech boom so mm -hmm. all the tech companies it was kind of a crazy busy work environment so it was a little more than i was looking for right out of school so then i shifted i did some more um marketing and pr type mm -hmm. placements and that's i ended up working uh for a local software company in public relations right out of the university which was great and it was actually a company that i'd previously done uh, some technical writing co-op terms with so yeah. I was able to tell them in my cover letter that although I don't have very much practical PR experience mm -hmm. I know your software inside and out because I used to be part of the tech writing team so that yeah. was that appeal where and uh, so I was fortunate enough to work with them and then those communication skills transferred over when I came to the region. Um, when I started in water services, I was doing water efficiency education. So some of the school programs teaching kids to turn off the taps when they're brushing teeth and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, working with the region's toilet replacement program with lower flush toilets, trying to reduce water use. And then moving over into project management and eventually communications with the waste service. Again, it was that communications piece of you know how do we get a green bin program off the ground not just putting mm -hmm. a program in place but the behavior change to get people to use the program yeah so it all just sort of i don't think looking forward i've ever really seen where my career is going until there were some possibilities and it sounded interesting and i realized mm -hmm. i have the skill set to go there yeah so. It's definitely very important to keep an open mind of where you want to go and like see the opportunities that are in front of you. Absolutely. You keep an open mind and think that you can go anywhere and try not to close any doors. Don't assume that because you don't have an environmental studies or engineering background that you can't go into that field if that's your passion. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned that you had the position to persuade the public. What would you say would be the most problematic or obstacle that you had to face when trying to implement all these like green activities? Sure. I think the most interesting piece and, and the piece that's difficult for people to understand is that being able to have environmental concerns on your radar is actually 
somewhat a position of privilege mm -hmm. for those people who are worried about putting food on the table for their families they're much less concerned about where that food waste goes at the end of the day yeah. so while we put a program in place particularly environmental programs there will always be those early adopters who are always looking to participate in the latest and greatest environmental programs and then you know there are people who aren't participating not because they don't care about the environment but maybe they just haven't had that awareness piece. It's not on their radar. They've got so much else going on. You know, we're all busy these days. We're all yeah. inundated with information. The, the biggest challenge then and continuing through actually with professional communication of any kind is how to break through that noise. You know, mm -hmm. we can craft the greatest story, the greatest message, but how do we make sure people see it? Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and, and that, that's been a challenge all along is, you know, to make sure that everyone who needs to know can find out, including those people who don't know that they need to know. Mm -hmm. I definitely relate to that. On social media, you're just so bombarded with so much news all the time. It's hard to really focus on one specific story. What would you like to say to your first year student or first year students or to your past year yourself? To myself? Yeah, to your past self. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would I say? Um, I think I would tell myself not to worry about the fact that I can't see a direct career path for myself yet. Mm -hmm. To continue, you know, the, the path that I chose, which is to, you know, do enough schooling, of things that were my passion such as literature to make me happy and enough practical things so that I knew I was building up marketable skills for the future and trust that it will come together mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I really did I had to trust that you know arts had this fantastic program and they did I got all the skill sets that I needed through all my classes and programs and was able to to pull it all together and and now here I am with the career that I have so that's amazing thank you I think that's all the time that we have for today thank you so much for talking about your experiences and taking the time it was my pleasure thank you so much <laughs>